unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Saints Unscripted. We've got a special guest with us today that goes by the name of Mariah. Mariah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What are you doing with your life? What's going on with you? So I'm from a small town of Indiana. Um, I'm a convert to the church. I'm the only member of my whole family. Um, I am a wireless specialist that has a contract with Walmart making sales for cell phones. I'm really interested, I guess, if you will, in the gospel, and I love studying it, and I like to be drawn close to Heavenly Father. And uh, are you in school right now? I'm currently not. Um, I am in the pre-planning stage to serve a mission, so I'm kind of putting that on hold, school on hold while focus on mission stuff, so... Cool. Sounds great. So you mentioned you're a convert to the church. How, uh, what, when did you get baptized? So I was baptized November 5th, 2016. Okay. So you've got a couple of years under your belt now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what was it that initially drew you to the church or, or how did you first hear about it? So I was raised kind of in a way anti-LDS. Okay. Um, and then I developed my own deep hatred for it as I got older. Wow. Um, All right. Yeah. Ironic, isn't it? Um, and so, but, but why, why did you, if I can ask, what were you, did you attend a specific church before? Uh, I was raised Baptist. Um, and then, um, for personal stuff, we stopped going to church and then I kind of fell and lost my faith because we stopped going to church when I was nine. Okay. At nine years old, nobody tells you, you know, you can continue having faith without somebody holding your hand saying, okay, sweetie, you need to go here. You need to say this, do that. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. So I kind of lost my faith and then um, became atheist for a while, although I kind of kept that to myself. Um, I used to make fun of Christians. I used to call people who went to church, church freaks. You know, I cut all of it, all of it. You said you developed you started developing this hatred for Latter-day Saints. Was that just for Latter-day Saints? Like, did we have this special place in your heart? Or was it just <laughs> towards, like, religious people of all faiths? Or what was the deal with that? So, I didn't like Christians in general. But there was a, using your words, special place in my heart for an extreme hatred to Latter-day Saints. And then Jehovah's Witnesses were, like, right there. You know, it was, it was Latter-day Saints and Jehovah's Witnesses that we're going to really hate, you know? Because? Because growing up, and everybody's heard this, but it's true, I was, you know, kind of raised with the mentality of Latter-day Saints and Jehovah's Witnesses are cults. Mm. Don't get sucked in, don't get brainwashed by the cults, because then you're just going to be weird, and you're going to just sell your soul off to Satan, and you're going to be, you know, doomed to go to hell. You know, all this stuff, all of this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. The classic arguments, yes. <laughs> right, right. The classic ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I developed that. And I had this it, this genius plan in my head about like what I would say if the missionaries came knocking at the door. It was funny. Looking back now, it's, <laughs> that wouldn't have worked. That's funny. But yeah. Cool. So, so all right. Back to the story. You're, you're developing this hatred. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously that doesn't exist anymore, I hope. No. No, so what, what what changed? So I found out that a girl I went to school with um, was, this is when we use the term Mormon, and so I'll use that, um, found out she was Mormon. I'm like, okay, she's a friend of mine. I hate Mormons, but I don't want to offend her to her face. Right. I want to be respectful to her face, so we'll, we'll, we'll learn about what they about what the Latter-day Saints believe, you know? Very considerate. Right. So going to uh, when I was a kid, I've always been like a kind of a deep thinker. Um, like my pap and I would talk about World War III and the world ending when I was seven. Okay. Like I, I, I'm a very deep thinker. I'm always one that's going to be like, well, why? Mm-hmm. How? Well, what's the purpose for that? I mean, why do you do this? Like I don't, you know, I, I don't like surface level. And so as a kid, I would sit there and I'd say things like, mind you, this is before I knew anything that Latter-day Saints believed. Um I'd be like, you know, and this is when I was five. I'd be like, you know what? I, I think God has a wife. Because you don't need your mom and dad to make a kid. And if I'm his kid, I need I need a mother that's up there with, with God, you know? And I think maybe we knew each other. I mean, we had to. I mean, he says God knows you. So maybe I lived with him before I came here. I don't know. But somehow I transported and teleported down here. And I'm going to go to him one day. That's my five-year-old mind, you know? Right. Obviously, as I learn, it's a little bit more um, matured up in the process, if you will. But as a kid, that's how I thought. And so when I studied the church and I realized and started studying the ch- uh, the plan of salvation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it talked about that kind of stuff, freaked me out there. I was like, well, okay, we're not getting sucked in and brainwashed today. Not today, sir. <laughs> that's what I said when I was studying the church. And then... And, and, what, and what were you studying or how did you go about it? So one mistake that I wish I would not have done is don't go to YouTube. Don't go to YouTube. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Yes. Don't go to YouTube. YouTube is but a scary place. For studying things that could be mis- that could be skewed or whatever. Yes, indeed. Except um, our channel, right? Yeah, you're you're. I'd say it's unscripted. It's great. You know, there are go, a few go, other good ones out there. Yeah, go to the good ones. Just stay away from the sketchy ones. Um, so I kind of went to the good old Google and was like, what do Latter-day Saints believe? And then just start scrolling and said LDS.org, Mormon.org, you know, all of the all of the things, just all of the things. I've always loved studying like religions and philosophies and spiritualities, ideologies, because I like to learn these things because I think it's beautiful, whether it's Christianity or Buddhism or whatever. I think it's beautiful to find something to believe in because we as humans, you need that. And, you know, I respect people's free will of choosing not to be Christian. Now, just be respectful about it. Um, so I kind of like to learn about what makes people tick, what do you believe in, what drives you to have good morals, what what drives you to continue on each day. Because without that belief system, there's nothing to continue yourself on and out throughout the day. So when I study religions, I try to go to credible sources. Because anybody who's had bad experiences can say, oh, well, Buddhism sucks, or, you know, the Mormonism church is awful, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, people can go on and on not about how awful it was based upon their bad experiences. Yeah. And they could twist information around or, you know, say false things and then all 
everybody who has bad experiences too can go, oh, yeah, 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 that's true. So I try to remove myself from unreliable sources. And I try to stick to like LDS.org and Mormon.org, you know, credible you know, websites to be able to learn so I can get like the real information. Cause I don't want to learn and go to the church and just be like, yeah, so when do we get to do this? Oh, where did you hear that? That's not a thing. Or so where does this come to play? That's not a thing either. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to go in knowing how it works, what they, you know, believe, et cetera, et cetera. Cause like I said, I don't want to offend my friend to her face. You know, this is out of time. behind her back. Right, but you know, I don't want to go out to hurt her, because that's another reason why I used to learn about the, you know, different religions and ideologies. That way, if I said something, it wouldn't upset the person that I was talking to. Yeah, because I I've been through a lot in life, and so I know what it's like to be hurt and not have people care. So, like, I try to be at least that one person that's going to care Mm -hmm. and is going to try not to hurt your feelings. So then I started doing all my studying, and somebody's like, well, have you read the Book of Mormon? I said, no, I hate that book. And then my friend posed the very, you know, valid question of how can you hate a book you've never read or even cared to read? It's like, okay, Mm. that's fair. They said, so, Mrs., I like to study religions, and I like to study philosophies. Won't even begin to even learn or be open to even read a little bit from the Book of Mormon? How can you fully study the church if you don't even read the Book of Mormon, which is something we use? It's like, okay, 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 fine. So in my head, I said, I'm going to read this stupid Book of Mormon that everybody says they feel the Spirit with and prove there's nothing to it. Right on. How'd it go? Uh, hello, my name is Mariah. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ <laughs> of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, right? I read that, and I, I, and this is before I knew that it was the spirit. I was reading it at the time. I was like, "Wow, I feel like somebody's hugging me. I feel really good." Wait, no, 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 no. We're not getting sucked into this. No, we're not. <laughs> but then I would just find myself wanting more and more mm. to the point where I would read chapters a day, and <clears throat> I just I, I didn't want to stop. And I don't like I don't personally like to read. I'd rather just, like, listen or watch a video, which is great for, like, Saints Unscripted or what I knew it as when I was, like, learning about the church was Three Mormons, is I could, like, watch and hear people talking about, like, gospel doctrine or, you know, the beliefs or maybe misconceptions people have, you know, stuff like that. I like to visually and through, like, audio hear that. Yeah. But I was reading that and got to a point where... That's all I wanted to do, and I got in trouble at school for having the Book of Mormon, but that's okay. Because uh, I was still in school. I started studying religions when I was 14, which, fun fact, found out Joseph Smith's a distant cousin for me. So it's oh. actually ironic. There you go. Um, right. So studying, and I've gone to church by myself since I was 14. I still do. Um, and I would study the, the religion and the church, and I got to a point where it was everywhere. How old were you when you started reading the Book of Mormon? 15, 16. I'm 21 now. Okay, cool. I look like I'm 12. That's okay. If I shave, (laughs) so do I. I I feel you. We have baby faces. It's okay. Yep. For the win. (laughs) You're, You're scrolling through your Facebook feed, 
stuff about the church is showing up. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. What happens next? So Indiana had, uh, we just recently got a temple. Oh, it's so nice. Um, And my friend was like, hey, there's a temple open house. You don't have to be a member to go inside for that. Do you want to go with me? It's like, let me see if I can get off work. And I did. And so I went. And we were in the baptistry in Indianapolis, Indiana Temple. In the baptistry on the wall, you have like a little stone mural that's been um, carved and engraven in. And it's got John the Baptist baptizing Jesus in it. And so when I was at the open house, I saw that. And in my head, my own voice screamed, the church is true. And I'm thinking, no, 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 it's not. Well, I'm not ready for this. No, it's not. It's a cult. Right. Don't drink that Kool-Aid. Right. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Never drink the Kool-Aid. Like Kool-Aid, I mean. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I never, I'm not one that's going to cry. I don't cry for religious things, you know. I'm mm-hmm. not like that. I'm in the temple. I'm bawling my eyes out like a baby. I was told they couldn't get a toy they wanted. Like, I was sobbing. I was a mess. I can hardly breathe. And I have asthma, so I I need to breathe. Uh-oh. But I already suck at that anyway. I couldn't hardly breathe. I was crying. And I felt it. I was like, no, no, no. This is all placebo. No, you just think you feel it because the Mormons say they feel it in the temple. No, you don't feel this. And so I kept studying and studying. <clears throat> and... It got to a point where I was like, okay, I know this church I'm a part of. I used to be a Pentecostal, the ones who don't ever cut their hair, always wear the skirts, don't wear the makeup, all of that. I was Pentecostal. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of studying religions, trying to find out what's true. I'm sick of going to new churches and doing the whole introductory, hi, my name is Mariah talk. I'm sick of it. And so... I kept praying and kept asking God, you know, is this the true church? Is is this really true? Because if it's not, I'm done with you. Yeah. And I kept looking and looking. And I expected, like, God himself to just come down and say the church is true. That's how high my expectation was. I'd have a reality check of, like, that's not going to happen. I mean, it could, but that's not—the likelihood of that happening is it's not going to happen. Yeah. And so I just get was getting frustrated, and um, some friends of mine were like, hey— General conference is coming up, and usually we Latter-day Saints will prepare questions. We'll ask Heavenly Father some questions, or we'll try to look for things to get from conference to kind of, for one, keep us, you know, uh, uh, focused during conference. And um, another thing is, is we ask these things to get, you know, the revelation or the answers that we need from God himself, because we have, you know, people like the prophet of our church talk. It's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I got one question for God, and he better answer it. I, I asked him very sassly, too. I was like, look, you either tell me the church is tr- true during this conference, church, revival thing, whatever you call it, or I'm done with you. Brutal. I cannot, right? <laughs> I couldn't tell you what talk it was, which session it was, what the talk title was, or what it was about. But as I was watching it, I was in a hotel room. We had stuff going on with our house, so we had to live in a hotel for a while. Um, I'm sitting in a hotel room, and I was watching that, and all of a sudden, I feel like just like this, as if a river of like pure water was rushing through me, and I felt refreshed and new, and it's like, 
I felt home, like as if I had a warm welcome hug and arms open to me saying, welcome home. And right then and there, I was like, you know, I know the church is true. And so from then on, I tried to get to a point where I could become a member because I was 18 at that time. I was Mm -hmm. able to without my mom or my dad saying yes or no, which my parents are divorced, so I'd have to ask my mom. My whole missionary experience was not your typical missionary experience at all. Because you already knew everything going into it? Yes. So, okay, how that went down was I got in contact with the missionaries in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, at the Temple Square Mission. And they got me in touch with the missionaries here. Well, the one missionary who was at the Salt Lake Mission was like, I can just feel the spirit flow from you all the way over here in Utah. Like, you are you have such a strong spirit, and the spirit's strong with you, and your testimony already is so strong. I was like, well, thank you. And so I got in contact with the missionaries here, and my first um, couple times coming to my ward, there was this uh, there's this girl I was talking to, um, and she's on a mission now. She's in the um, Las Vegas, Nevada mission speaking Spanish. Um She's like, you have to talk to my dad. You just have to talk to my dad. Your story is very similar to his. You just got to talk to him. So I did. And he said, consider yourself adopted to the family kiddo. I was like, okay. And we met up at his work to get the lessons with the missionaries. And that was on November 1st. We got two lessons done. And they had said, do you want to shoot for November 26th to be baptized? I said, yes. You know, thinking plenty of time, right? Yeah. I said, okay, cool. We'll, uh. We'll meet with you next week. I said, sure. It's like, okay. So they left. Spirit in the back of my mind said, you need to call them back because you're getting baptized this Saturday. I said, no, I'm not. That's very spontaneous. I'm not spontaneous. N- no. Because there was a youth temple trip going on. Mm. You know how that could be. Right. <laughs> so I was like, no. No, I'm not. Spirit said, call missionaries back. Getting baptized this Saturday. It's like, fine, we'll, we'll try this. It's not going to work out, but we're going to try this. And so I called them back. I said, hey, this is an emergency. I need you to come back here. They said, really? I said, yes. I said, okay. They came and they were in their P-Day clothes, and I felt so bad. <laughs> they were probably oh, t- on P-Day. <laughs> I don't know if it was P-Day or not, but they had like P-Day clothes on. I think they were just, you know, chilling at their house, getting ready for bed and just normal clothes. But they were in normal clothes, which was... Probably somebody, weird for you. It's like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. Right. It was weird. It's like, whoa, they look like they're normal people now. Wow. They don't look <laughs> businessmen. This is cool. <laughs> um, I said, we're finishing my lessons tonight because I'm getting baptized this Saturday. And they had deer in the headlights look of like, what? This never happens. Did we just hear her correctly? And their face were like... And the uh, one elder was like, wait, what? What'd you say? I said, we're finishing my lessons tonight because I'm getting baptized this Saturday. They were like, oh, okay. It was to a point I knew everything where they literally had to say, what does this pamphlet say? Tell us a little (laughs) bit about this. Do you know what it is? Are you going to follow it? Okay, next one. (laughs) And I got through five lessons in 15 minutes. Record. Wow. And then... I had my interview November 4th, baptized November 5th, and then confirmed November 6th. I then got my patriarchal blessing that following year in January, 
on the January 12th, 2017. Then I went to the temple for the first time in that February, um, gave my first talk in February, and then spoke at a fireside after that. And then here I am. Wow, that is, that's quite the story. I'm sure those missionaries, I'm sure you scared them to death when you said, come over, it's an emergency. Yes. But I'm sure that they were very happily surprised at what you actually had to tell them. Right. <laughs> so just to kind of wrap all this up, I love your story, by the way. I think it, it really outlines the personalness, if that's even a word, of a testimony. Like what to you is your testimony or, or what to you was the spirit testifying to you uh, was very personal. And you and, and there's no way, you know, when people ask about, you know, my testimony or somebody else's, like there's no way to adequately explain like this is how it will be for you mm-hmm. because it's so individual to each person. Right. Like, my testimony can't be your testimony. Your testimony can't be my testimony. It has to right. be your testimony. Right. And at the same time, like, on the flip side, it's also true. Like, I can't tell you that you don't have a testimony because I have a different testimony or, or I received my testimony in a different way. And right. that's how the spirit works. And I think that's great. Um, to kind of wrap this up, what advice <laughs> would you give to... Um, people that are looking into the church? Oh, that's a good question. Don't let others, other people's opinions on the church skew you away from what you think of the church. And that if you're scared to do it, it means you probably should do it because the greatest things never came from comfort zones and God's going to push you out of your comfort zone a lot. So if you're scared, just bite the bullet and do it. And if you can't, when you're ready, do it. And I promise you, you will, it'll be the greatest thing you've ever done. You will really appreciate it in the long run. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mariah, thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you for opening up and sharing this story with us. Uh, I'm, people love conversion stories on our channel. So thank you so much for coming and helping us out today. What's your Instagram? Um, all over case, Mariah, the LDS. Mariah the LDS. Like Mm -hmm. it. Guys, check out her Instagram channel. Subscribe to our channel. Click the notification bell and everything. And uh, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.